Nunc scio vede. Now I know. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Vespers hymn of today's festival makes us sing the beauteous light of God's eternal majesty streams down in golden rays to grace this holy day. We find ourselves on pilgrimage to the eternal city. Spiritually today, we are in Rome at the tombs of Peter, keeper of heaven's gate, and of Paul, the teacher of the nations. Describing Rome, not as the tourist guides do, but as the eyes of faith see her, the Vesper Sin goes on to say, O happy Rome, who in thy martyr prince's blood a twofold stream art washed and doubly sanctified, all earthly beauty thou alone outshinest far, empurpled by their outpoured life blood's glorious tide. O Felix Roma, O happy Rome, the mere tourist on a Roman holiday, rushing from one attraction to another and distracted by a wildly delicious assault of sights and sounds and smells and tastes, misses the city's most precious secrets. The mortal remains of Saints Peter and Paul and the immortal holiness of streets and stones and earth soaked in the blood of a host of other martyrs. But Father Pryor, you may object, I've been to Rome. Brother Hildebrand can say, I've lived there. It is rife with sin and thievery. St. Paul, addressing the Romans, the Romans, answers saying, Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Mystically transported to the tombs of Saints Peter and St. And Paul, and Enveloped by the liturgy of the feast, we are already standing under a cascade of graces coming down from the Father of Lights. Every feast in the church calendar, indeed every hour of the divine office, and every antiphon at every hour, and every verse of every psalm is the vehicle of a particular grace, one colored by the saint or mystery being celebrated and divinely adapted to whatever our present needs may be. Now, today's intro, it fascinates me. It couples 
The words of St. Peter, we heard them in the epistle as well, in the 12th chapter of the book of Acts. He takes that little fragment from the book of Acts and matches it in some way with the grand psalm of the apostles in the church's tradition. Psalm 138. More about that in a moment. St. Peter speaks, or sings, if you will, in the intro. But he speaks to us from his place of glory in heaven. This is no mere historical rehearsal of something said once over 2,000 years ago. This is a word spoken into our here and now. Where is St. Peter now? He's in the glory of heaven. He speaks to us then from his place of glory in heaven. And what does he have to say? He announces to the church today, Nunc Shiovere. Now I know in all truth. Peter says, Nunc Shio Vere. Now I know. Now I know in the light of glory. It is the Petrine response to the great Pauline affirmation in 1 Corinthians 13 12, isn't it? The Apostle says, We see now through a glass in a dark manner, but then face to face. Now, says Paul, I know in part, but then I shall know even as I am known. So, the intro of today's Mass places us between the now, present hour, and the then. Between the here and there. We're given to understand both what St. Peter says now I know and what St. Paul says now I know in part but then I shall know even as I am known one has I think then to hear this introit in terms of St. Peter's answer to the experience of St. Paul, which is our experience here and now, seeing through a glass darkly, catching every now and then a little glimpse when the veil is turned back ever so slightly, or when the 
veil that separates us from the reality of what really happens in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass becomes from time to time, rarely, but sometimes ever so slightly translucent. And so the intro, it sets the stage. But the intro, it, taken from the, the epistle of the Mass, is coupled with Psalm 138. And as is the custom, uh, we are given only the incipit, the opening verse of the psalm. Lord, thou hast proved me, domine probasti me. Thou hast, uh, one might also translate that, put me to the test. Thou hast proved me and known me. Known me. profoundly known me from the inside thou hast seen everything that makes me the man I am that, that first verse of Psalm 138 and put it for a moment in the mouth of Saint Peter it's Saint Peter think of the drama of Peter's life with Jesus. Think of all of those moments in which Peter was caught up in conversation with the Word. Think of all of Jesus' questions put to Peter and all of Peter's responses to Jesus, not the least of which is, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. And so it's Peter who sings this opening verse of Psalm 138, Lord, and it's permitted to add, why not, in the secret of one's heart, Lord Jesus, Thou hast proved me and known me. This is, of course, in the context of today's feast, a not-so-subtle allusion to Peter's threefold denial of our Lord and to his restoration to grace by a threefold act of repairing love. Lord, thou hast proved me and known me. And then dear Peter goes on to say, thou hast known my sitting down and my rising up. The same verse is placed today in the mouth of St. Paul. Listen to this verse, or rather, ruminate this verse in the light of St. Paul's experience of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that from the beginning. 
Say with St. Paul, again, inserting the sweet name of Jesus, as Paul would have done, Lord Jesus, thou hast proved me, Paul, and known me, even when I was Saul, thou hast known my sitting down and my rising up. And so the liturgy would have us take this whole psalm, the very psalm that we're going to sing at Vespers. So it's all of a piece. It's all about connecting the dots. And so we're going to sing this Psalm 138 at Vespers, but already today at Mass, the Church wants us to begin to receive the words of the psalm from the mouth of Peter and the mouth of Paul, so as to enter into their conversation with our Lord Jesus Christ. A famous Swiss mystic wrote a book that I don't really care for it. But uh, her idea was to probe the prayer of different saints and to describe how different (coughs) saints prayed. So she looks at how would Peter have prayed, how would Paul pray, how another saint, and she goes through great number of saints and she analyzes the prayer of each one. No need to have recourse uh, I think to such a book. When the liturgy introduces us into the prayer of the saints into their conversation with our Lord Jesus Christ not as spectators or as people eavesdropping on their prayer but the liturgy takes us into the prayer of the saints that's the singular grace of the liturgy and when we are taken into the prayer of the saints we participate in the grace of the saints so that the liturgy today by giving us Psalm 138 is giving us a way into St. Peter's and St. Paul's relationship with our Lord. In some way, their unique relationship with him becomes something that is opened up to the church. And today, in a special way, the graces that were theirs during their earthly journey can become ours. The psalm, of course, uh, was chosen for verse 17. This is why we have Psalm 138 today uh, at the intro and again this evening at Vespers. Miti autem nimi sonorificati sunt amici tui Deus. Nimis confortatus est principatus eorum. But to me, thy friends, O God, are made exceedingly honorable. Isn't it 
fascinating and wonderful that with all that could be said about Saints Peter and Paul and the other apostles, at the end of the day, the church and the liturgy refers to them as the friends of God. There would be a whole litany of other qualities and and titles uh, and invocations by which to refer to the apostles. The liturgy opts for this one. To me, thy friends, O God, are made exceedingly honorable. The verse goes on to say their principality that means their, their princely dignity, that princely dignity conferred on them by reason of their friendship with the king. St. Benedict speaks of the Lord Jesus as the true king. The apostles were elevated, if you will, by grace to a princely place in God's great economy of salvation by reason of their friendship with the king. And the psalm says their principality, the authority given them, is exceedingly strengthened. Strengthened in Christ. Does not St. Paul say, I can do all things in him who strengtheneth me. So, in suggesting that by entering into the liturgy today, we participate in the conversation of the apostles with our Lord, in the conversations they had with him during their life on earth, and in the conversation they hold with him in glory at this very moment. We participate not only in their conversation, which is an exchange of heart to heart, but we participate today in the grace that was theirs. Because theirs was, St. Thomas speaks of there being capital grace, that is to say, grace given to certain great figures in God's master plan, in such superabundance that that grace overflows from a given saint unto all those who seek the saint's intercession and however humbly attempt to walk in the saint's footsteps. So it's not only a question of celebrating the glory of Saints Peter and Paul today, it's a question of following them, of walking in their footsteps, of entering into their conversation with Christ and of receiving oh, a humble little share in some way according to the state of life of each one, according to each one's place and need and sensibility and readiness of participation in their grace. 
There are Petrine graces made available today, not just to the Pope, but to all of us. Petrine graces. Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. There are Pauline graces available to all of us today. When I am weak, then am I strong. I can do all things in him who strengtheneth me. The collect, I think, affirms what I have, however poorly attempted to say about what is being offered us in today's Mass and Divine Office. Because the Collect ends with these words, referring to Saints Peter and Paul, Grant that thy church may in all things follow the precepts of those percos religionis subsit exordium. Very hard to render that in English. Those by whom our religion had its beginning. Now, I love the word religion in this collect. It doesn't appear, appear all that frequently in the ecology of the church, sometimes. But in this collect, it has a special meaning, I think. Religion is that by which we are bound to God and that by which God binds himself to us. So it refers to the whole sacramental economy. That's the religion in the collect. The whole sacramental economy is the religion in the collect. And it refers also to that which I've been trying to say. That by means of the liturgy today, we are permitted, indeed welcomed into the prayer of the apostles, St. Peter and Paul, and uh, invited, invited to approach the throne of grace with open hands and great poverty of spirit to receive whatever participation in the Petrine grace and in the Pauline grace it will please our Lord to give us today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.